Luke chapter 11, I want to talk this morning about digging uh, a deeper prayer life, developing a deeper prayer life, being able to, to really be people who pray as we, as we pray throughout this year, as we bring in the new year. We want to be people who pray, and Jesus is going to teach his disciples about prayer. Luke chapter 1 verse, or excuse me, Luke chapter 11 verse 1 says this, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give, each day our daily, give, it, give us each day our daily bread, forgive our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said, since Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have any food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus is trying to teach his disciples how to develop a deeper prayer life because there is something amazing when you become a person who prays, but not only prays, but has a deeper, a depth, a, a, a more solid foundation of prayer, and you begin to see the answers to your prayer come to pass. You know, this is the amazing thing about God. He says, pray, and it will happen. Jesus said, ask, and it will happen seek and it will you'll find it knock the door will be open ask you'll receive it jesus said this he did not say this to pull our strings he didn't say this to to just tease us you know it's kind of like those pinatas you know i didn't know about this but pinatas i guess nowadays you can pull the string and it opens it up what a waste of a pinata right i mean you're supposed to beat the thing but but you know it's like it, jesus isn't saying okay pray and maybe you'll just pull the right string pray and maybe maybe you'll get the answer no jesus said ask and you'll receive there is a level of expectation that jesus has when it comes to prayer and i believe that expectation needs to be ours as well jesus did not leave these words here on earth for us just to wonder or question or doubt but to hold to grab to stand fast and to stand upon what he said ask and it will happen seek knock and it will open See, God is wanting us to develop a deeper prayer life. So I believe there are just a few things that are going to help us develop a, a deeper prayer life. And what a way to start off the year by learning the simplicity of prayer and the expectation that comes with it. First of all, if you want to develop a deeper prayer life, you must learn from others. You must learn from others. You know, you need to study people who pray. And who more important should we study than Jesus himself? In the, in the Gospel of Luke, there are several times where it mentions Jesus specifically praying. 
Now think about this. Jesus had only three years of visible ministry before his, his time where he was going to be crucified. Jesus only had a few years. He waited so long for 30 years and then finally he jumps on the scene and he begins to do his ministry. But he always takes time to pray. I think that's pretty important to know that you don't develop a prayer life, a deeper prayer life, just by reading about it or just by Googling it or just by hoping for it will happen. You must learn from people and understand the importance it was. Jesus, the Son of God, prayed. Think about that. Jesus, the Son of God, prayed. Luke 3, prayed at his baptism. Luke 5, prayed often in the wilderness and lonely places. Luke 6, prayed before he anointed his disciples. Luke 9, prayed in the private with Peter's confession of him being the Christ. Luke, also in that chapter, he prayed on the mountaintop with Peter, James, and John before the transfiguration. And also in Luke 11, he's teaching. Luke 18, he's telling about the unjust judge. He's always teaching, always demonstrating, always praying. So learn from others. Learn from others. You know, you can learn from other people too. You know, I, I learned from, from uh, this evangelist that came through. He was a, a fascinating guy. And, and I went up to him and said, how do I know Jesus the way you know Jesus? And he looked at me and I was, you know, I was probably 18 years old, 17 years old. And he looked at me and said, son, a cup of coffee and an hour with Jesus every day. That's all you need. And, and it stuck with me. It stuck with me. I didn't drink coffee right away, but I just started giving Jesus time, started praying and developing. Uh, I, I, I learned from my mom. My mom was a woman who prayed all the time. She saw miracles happen. I learned from her growing up. Uh, one of my favorite authors, Dutch Sheets, and uh, he wrote this book, Intercessory Prayer, one of the best books on prayer. I, I lost the hard copy. I have digital copies now. But it's one of the best books on prayer and understanding the importance and the power of prayer. But learn from people. Study Jesus. Look in the Bible. Look at the people that prayed. Learn from them and pray. And the best way to learn to pray is just to pray. Just to pray. You don't have to say it perfect. You don't have to be the perfect person in order to pray the perfect prayer in order for God to do it. God hears you when you pray. That's the beautiful thing. You also need to develop a, a deeper prayer life by learning from others, but also speaking your prayers. And this is one of the, the most important things I think that we overlook when it comes to praying. God wants us to speak our prayer. Jesus told his disciples, when you pray, say. When you pray, say. It's so important that we communicate with words in our lifetime, in our world. It's important to communicate with words. Just a few weeks ago, Lisa was closing the service out, and she was singing Silent Night, and I gave her the universal sign for, please invite everyone to stand. I'm in the back going, and Lisa's like, what is he talking about? Is he okay? Is he okay? And finally, I'm like, uh, please stand, right? Because she didn't understand what I was saying. You guys know this is the universal sign for stand up. But my wife's like, what is he doing back there, you know? He usually does yoga at 1 o'clock. But anyways, so, so the thing is, is she didn't understand what I was trying to say because I didn't say it. I simply just used my hands, and she could not read my mind. Speaking your prayers requires faith. It requires confidence of the things that you are speaking. God doesn't need to hear you say it. He really doesn't. 
God doesn't need to know because Jesus tells us that the Father knows what we need even before we, we say it. He knows what we need. But why does Jesus tell his disciples when you pray, say, because saying it is for our good. Saying it is for our good. You know, when, when my kids ask me for something, they'll say, Dad, can we do this? Or Dad, can we do that? There's, there's several answers, right? There's the no. And that's, that's pretty much uh, self-determined. Uh, then there's the yes. That's, man, we're going to get what we asked for. And then there's the maybe. Maybe. Which is basically a long extended no, right? So the thing is, is that way my kids want a response because they want to hear what I am going to say. And they can explain put their expectations in that. God wants us to say our prayers so that we can put expectation in what we are praying for. If we are praying for something and we have expectation for it and we speak it, God will generate those things in our life. And Jesus said, ask and you will receive it. Speak it. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Now, some people, some people will take this and say, oh, well, you know, you can speak anything. Jesus, I speak a million dollars right now. Jesus, I speak a new house. I speak a new car. I speak warm weather, right? We can say, and people will say this, but, but listen, it's all about our hearts. It's all about our hearts. God knows, you know, sometimes the, the Bible tells us in James, sometimes we don't get the prayers we want because our motives are wrong. You know, God, I want a million dollars so I don't have to go to work and play video games all day. Amen. You know, but we don't say it that way, but our motives are wrong. But God wants us to speak our prayers, speak them with confidence. You know, when God tells you something, say it, repeat it. Let someone know when God promised me something and it's major. I tell my wife right away. I don't hesitate. I just say it right away. And here's the beauty about the relationship we have with the Lord even if we miss it, even if we, we miss what God was saying, at least I'm trying. I'm not going to just sit back and not have any relationship with him because I'm afraid I'll get it wrong. I'm going to speak my prayers, going to have that type of prayer life, and I'm going to be confident what I pray, and God is going to guide me through it all. But we must be sure of what we hope for. We must be certain, and we must speak it with confidence. When we were in Spring Valley and it was winter time and I, I, me and uh, another couple or my wife and I and another couple, we were tubing. And uh, our type of tubing was you take a long rope and you tie it to a tube in a car and you do donuts. And, you know, and, and so, you know, my wife was on the tube and I told my wife and I, I said this with confidence. I said, honey, get on the tube. I said, I'm going to get you close to the wall. And, and, uh, and, and as soon as I get you, I'm just going to whip the car around. The tube's going to go up, man. It's going to be, you're going to go up the hill because we had a huge snow hill. You're going to go up the hill and you're going to come. It's going to be awesome. Just, just trust me. Said it with confidence. Now, when you have this instinct inside of you and she looked at me and she said, are you sure? That's when you probably shouldn't do it. Okay. But I was confident and she believed me. She trusted me. So I got that, you know, I got that car going, and we're going and all of a sudden I do this donut and she comes whipping around and bam just slams right into the wall and she says I'm done I'm done she never trusted me again pulling her behind a car but the thing is is that you must speak it with confidence now I didn't know what I was talking about but God does and if God says hey pray and ask 
He's going to help you speak those words with confidence, and he is going to answer you. God knows. God knows your heart. God knows what you're trying to say. You know, how many times your kids ask you for things, but they're not really asking for the right thing. They really want something to eat, not just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They want something, you know, some type of, uh, you know, a new toy, but they don't want that because it could hurt them. Parents know how to understand what the kids are asking for. Your father loves you, and he's just saying, ask, ask, and he'll help you through it. Now, it's important, like I said, to speak your prayers. In the Bible, silence was uncommon when it came to prayer. There's a story of Hannah. I just actually read this in my personal devotions just this last week. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk. The priest thought she was drunk and wanted to get her out of there, but she was actually praying within her heart. Eli didn't know she was praying because he couldn't hear her. Prayer is often vocal. It's often spoken. Psalm 6, 9 says, Lord, the Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. Hebrews 5, 7, during the day of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears. Be focused in your prayer. You know, how are you going to get something if you don't focus on it? How can you get something? It's like when you stand, you know, at a restaurant and, and, you know, a fast food place and you look up the menu. You know, back in the day, it was nice because everything stood still. But now they got these digital screens and it's flashing. By the time I find out Big Mac and uh, what? Double cheeseburger, where'd that come from? Right? I wanted just the plain menu to stay where it is. And I want to be able to look at it because I want to focus in on what I want. Focus in on your prayers. Be specific with God. Tell him the details. And here's the great thing. When God answers it, you'll know exactly how God did it and the details that he took took care of answering along the way. So be specific. Be focused on your prayers. And expect God to do something. What's the point of praying if we don't expect God to do something? What's the point of praying to God and and saying, God, I need this, I need this, I need this, and then not expect it to happen? I don't want that kind of relationship. I want a relationship where I can speak and I can believe and expect. Don't lose the excitement of expectation. Don't lose it. You know, keep praying, keep believing. Like Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 18, pray and never give up. We want to build a deeper relationship with the Lord and a deeper prayer life. We not only need to speak our prayers, we not only need to learn and study how to pray from people who know how to pray like Jesus or people in our life, but we also need to get to know the Father. And this is, this is such an important part here of prayer, getting to know the Father, taking time to develop a deeper level and understand who God really is, to understand who He really is. You know, there's this, there's this song that um, is out there. I think I Am They sing it called Scars. And it talks about how I'll never understand who you were if it wasn't for the scars and the disappointments and all that because he saw that through all of those things, God was always there. He was loving and kind and helped him along the way. And because of that, he got to discover who God really was. And that's, that's the most important thing about knowing God, knowing the Father. Get to know Him. Get, take the time to know Him. You know, every father wants to be known by their children. And the Father in heaven is no different. He wants to be known by you. 
He wants you to know him. He wants you to discover him, how great and how awesome he is. I think about the times where I miss the opportunities to get to know my dad. You know, I, I miss those growing up. You know, I still get to know him now, and, you know, and, and he's such a good friend. He's such a, a wise man. He's such a good dad. But I missed the opportunity when I was younger because of my pride and my arrogance or because I was too busy wanting to play. Because the only time that, that my dad would want me around was usually to do some work. It was usually to pick up some things. It was usually to, to do some chores around the house. And it just never seemed pleasant. But during those moments, he would always give me advice. And we were out raking the yard one time. And we had a pretty small yard. And, uh, but we're raking the yard, you know, because I like missed one leaf. And, and I had to go and rake the whole thing again. And he would tell me, he says, son, he says, one day. You're going to have a family, and these leaves aren't going to rake themselves. I said, you're right, Dad. And that's why I'm going to have a whole lot of kids, because this is all you do is make us do it. You know? But the thing is, he was right, that I had to take care of my family one day. What I missed was that through all of the times when we were doing chores, we were doing things, I was doing things for him, I learned so much about life, and I got to discover my dad through his wisdom, through his instruction. And that's what happens when we pray to God. We get to discover and know God beyond just a simple understanding, but we begin to have a deep understanding of who God is. One of my heart's desires, one of my heart's desires for this town and, and for the ministry that I have is simply that people will know God the way I do. Now, I'm not saying that I know God perfectly and I'm the the closest that anyone has ever been by far. I know that. I know who I am. But I strive every day to just to learn something about God, just to learn something about him, to discover him. And I, I, have, I have deepened my walk with him. I've deepened my understanding of him, and he's great. Even through tragedy and, and even through triumph, he is awesome. And my, my goal, my heart is, Lord, may these people in this town know you the way I know you. And what will happen is, People will turn, people will seek, people will discover how awesome he is. So just get to know your father, spend time with him. And finally, listen to the spirit. Learn, learn about prayer, speak your prayers, know your father, and finally, listen to the spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to communicate with us. The Holy Spirit wants us to follow his direction. And you must learn to listen you know, you must learn because what's going to happen is you're going to hear a lot of voices in your head. And sometimes they will be yourself. Sometimes it will be the devil. Sometimes it will be people around us. And they will speak negative things. How many know that we tend to speak the most negative things about us to us? You know, I'm not good enough. God doesn't love me. God, if he, God really loved me, he wouldn't let this happen. If God really was on my side, if God, if God, and we start to listen to these half lies and half truths, and, and uh, they become what we focus on. And all of a sudden, our thoughts of God that, you know, when we were first saved, we have this great expectation and how awesome he is. But over the years, we've learned disappointment and tragedy and, and, and unanswered prayers. And, and all of a sudden, our expectations are low and we no longer have that kind of faith. And, and we, get, we get mad when you get people that really have faith, you know, oh, they'll learn one day. They'll learn that, you know, things don't always work out the way they're going to work out. We can never let that happen. We must learn to listen to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to remind us of the words of Jesus. 
That's what the Bible says. It says that uh, Jesus says about the Holy Spirit, he will glorify me because it will be from me that he will receive what I will make known to you. Jesus said, I'm going to say something to the Spirit. The Spirit is going to make it known to you. It's from me. And what did Jesus say? Ask, and it will, you will receive it. Seek, and you'll find it. Knock, and it will be open. Ask, ask. Jesus wants those words to be real in our life. And the only way they're going to become real is if we learn to listen to the Spirit. So please, take time to listen to the Spirit. You, you say, well, I don't know how, I'm not, I don't understand His voice. I don't understand God's voice. All you have to do is just take time and He'll make Himself known to you. God is not in the business of hiding. God wants to make Himself known to you. God wants to sit down with you and spend time with you. And all you have to do is just close the noise out. Maybe you got to turn your cell phone off. Maybe you got to turn off Netflix for the day. Maybe you got to stop listening to things or reading things or spending time shopping. Maybe you just need to focus in and close the door. One of my projects, and I'm going to close with this, one of my projects this last week, and it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, is I just wanted to organize my, my closet and my office. Those are the two things I wanted to organize. And, and I was getting frustrated over these last couple months. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to organize it. She's like, no, 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 no. We got too much to do right now. So finally this last week, I decided I'm going to get it done. And I organized it. And you know what I did? I decluttered my office. I finally got it, all the extra stuff out, all the meaningless stuff, all the things that have been accumulating, things that I just never dealt with. And I started to organize my shelves and my closet. Why? Because it, for me, I got to have it organized. And then in the mornings, I can sit down at my desk again, and it's just the Bible and my cup of coffee. It's just me and Jesus. I don't have my cell phone with me. I don't have distractions. I'll keep a notepad. I'll keep a notepad on the desk, and sometimes I remember, oh, yeah, I got to pick this up at the store. I'll write it down, and then I just don't have to think about it. You see, do whatever it takes to just clear the clutter and to Get the noise and the distractions out of your life. And all of a sudden, he's going to start speaking to you, and you're going to hear him. This is the beauty of prayer. So how do you develop a deeper prayer life? Simple. Just learn from Jesus, study him, and, and, and understand the importance that he placed on prayer. Speak your prayers. Have confidence. Speak your prayers and say, God, this is what I'm praying for, and this is what I'm specifically praying for. Just be bold. Say it, and when you speak it, have confidence that Jesus is going to answer. Third, just make sure you start to know the Father. Get to know Him. Just develop that, that relationship with Him, that deep relationship that you'll, you'll have. And then finally, listen. Just listen to the Spirit. He's going to guide you and direct you. He is going to, to, um, to lead you, and, to, to, and you begin to pick out His voice even more clearer after time. So, so that's my goal for this year. I pray it's yours. I want to be a person who prays even more. I want to be a person who prays and prays and expects that the words that Jesus says are still true. Ask, seek, and knock, and these things are going to happen. Amen?